everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. It is super exciting today because we have a special guest that's different than any other guest we've had, and our mission is always to talk mental health on this podcast. And today, Nick, we are bringing in the very first non-musical yeah. person into our show, but very mental health focused. I mean, yeah. we hadn't thought about this until now. But this person was just too awesome for me to not reach out. And when I did, she was kind enough to say, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, this person's really cool. I'm like how we were just saying this person. Uh, but uh, she she's awesome from what I can tell. I mean, she does a lot of different things, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so uh, and we'll get to hear about that hopefully during the podcast. But she is a student meteorologist. And I'll let you intro her because you know a little bit more about her than I do. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Lauren Kreidler, she is in Florida, a meteorologist down there, and also has become a famous TikToker and has a channel called Weather with Lauren on TikTok. And I think she actually started it just as a, because of meteorology, wanted to put those videos out. And before you know it, she decided to put her life on stage in front of everybody in the world in terms of her therapy appointments. And so she has a special episode, I feel like I call it, every single week where she says, come to therapy with me. And she has this full-blown video that is edited amazingly that talks about her journey through therapy, how the session was, how she felt going into it, after it. It is incredible to see the journey and the process she's gotten fame nationally, been on national TV about this, talking about anxiety and stress and mental health, and just basically has, you know, opened herself up to the world when it comes to mental health. She believes that much in it. And so when you got a meteorologist who also wants to open up about her anxiety and stress and the value that therapy has played in that. I couldn't help but reach out, and she was great. And she said, let's do it. Let's talk about mental health. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, But we're going to get into a good conversation. I'm going to probably ask a ton of questions because I'm a therapist, she's a client, and we can bounce back and forth on what the experience is like and also what it's like for her to have overnight success when it comes to the mental health field. I mean, yeah. she has boomed on TikTok, and these videos get lots of views, and she is a great, I think... The best way I can put it is a fun, entertaining way to look at therapy. Like That's it true. normalizes it totally. So I can't Good wait point. to get into this. All right. So without further ado, let's talk to Lauren Kreidler. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us here today. We are super excited to have you. Like our very first, like outside of the music industry person to interview on a podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here with us today. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. So Lauren, tell us a little bit about just who you are in daily life. So the people that are watching can know just more about you. Yeah, well, I post on TikTok mental health content there. And I also am in love with the weather. So I'm a meteorologist here in South Florida. And beyond that, I'm a dog mom to my dog, Breezy. She's a crazy golden noodle who you might hear later on in this. <laughs> she's or see, she's very, she's very crazy. But that's who I am. I'm the the golden doodle, like I have heard, is literally the best therapy dog. And so uh, that's that's the one I've sworn that I will never get a dog again. And that's not hating because we've had dogs. We have a dog now. But our kids, you know, have grown up. And uh, I grew up with tons of dogs when I was younger. But I think 
traveling and moving around, I, we've always had to watch out for the dogs and, and take care of them. Well, now I've said I'll never get another dog, but if I do, it's going to be a golden doodle because <laughs> they seem <laughs> so awesome. Yes, she's very human like. But the thing is, she's anxious herself. So I'm like, how I, I managed to get my dog anxiety. Like, how did I manage that one? I take her to the dog park and she loves playing with the humans, but the dog, she's like terrified of them. I'm like, you're a dog yourself. Like, come on. So I don't know how I ended up with an anxious dog, but you know, but she's a good dog. So well, lucky to have that you can find comfort in that for both of y'all. And look, I'm jealous about the meteorology. You you know, you don't know. My favorite, and my boys will know this, weather is like a fascination to me. And so way back, decades ago, Lauren, when I was in college, I took a weather and climate class. Now, this is back in the 1980s. So remember, okay. technology, zero. Uh, and, and the way they charted hurricanes was with a piece of paper and a pencil uh, trying to graph it. And I loved the weather so much. And if there was something I could do, it would be that. And in fact, today, uh, as a therapist, I actually have a guy as a client who used to be a weatherman, a meteorologist on TV. And so cool. I just want to pick his brain over and over about what is it like? And I just think it's fascinating. And I don't know if you have been fascinated with it from like way back or if it's just something mm -hmm. you got into because of media or what? Yeah, well, I I was born and raised here in South Florida, so I don't know anything different than like yeah. the coastal Palm Beach area, you know, which I feel really blessed to have grown up here. But hurricanes have been a huge factor into me pursuing this as a career. Um, I was five years old, 2004, Hurricane Jean, Francis, Wilma, mm -hmm. they came through our area and they heavily devastated our area. Thankfully, we went away to a shelter because we were in an evacuation zone and you know, I was super young, but we came home and, and you could see the sky where the roof once was. Um, and, you know, we had carpet and it just, you could like hear, like as you stepped on it, it was just so flooded. And, and so even as a five-year-old and having a month off of school, that was so eye-opening to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, weather affects everyone. And this is so fascinating. What caused this? How can I learn more? So then like from there, it like snowballed, pun intended, I guess, with snow there. But <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I started to really become interested in meteorology and then I started shadowing my meteorologists here at the news station that I work for now, which is a full circle moment for me. But I started doing that when I was in middle school and I just fell in love with the science behind it, but also just how much it impacts everyone. And, you know, I just want people to to be able to uh, learn more about the weather and like you can really tie it even into mental health, which is the most fascinating part to me. These storms, they don't last forever. They, they move on They're you know, the sun will come out soon. But I think you brought up a really good point. I'll let you go in a second, Nick, because I have so many questions I want to ask you mental health wise. We have, you know, same thing here in the Southeast, in Southeast Texas around Houston, uh, where gosh, in 2017, when we had Harvey come through here and people were carrying stuff out above their heads, you know, in the middle of the night, because it came in 50 inches of rain, really literally a mile from our house. It was just mm -hmm. backing all up. And I, to this day, still have clients that come in. Well, not only that, we had one a year and a half before that was the tax day floods. It was almost equal to it. And we had back to back people who were out of their home and then out of their home, literally six, eight months. And I remembered, I mean, I still see to this day clients that come in whenever storms get close and they are re-traumatized. It is not a simple thing. We try to describe trauma, Lauren, today, not as the plane crash or the huge catastrophic accident, but 
literally the pothole in the road that your car hits and you know your car keeps driving and it's fine but if you drive on the freeway you notice it's pulling to the right mm -hmm. and that's because it has been knocked out of alignment and over time that will wear that car down the tires down and so trauma comes in such tiny ways sometimes big t trauma and little t trauma we call it but when you get that and you've seen that even from a young age we never forget where we were or those key moments of it isn't that mm -hmm. something it's really wild. It's 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 weird. I can still visualize that hole, you know, and the sky was so blue because obviously, you know, now the storm's cleared and yep. you know, while things are still chaotic surrounding us, it's like, oh wow, okay, <laughs> like things are much brighter and blue skies now, but that's crazy what caused that. So it's okay. definitely interesting, you know. Yes. I just became fascinated with it from a young age. And here we are. I know. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, so I want to ask you about like yourself as an influencer. So how long have you been an influencer, first of all? Well, I started creating content about a year and a half ago on TikTok. I, I was one of those people that would always like watch videos all the time. You know, I would, I would lurk and I'd be like, oh, that's a good one, whatever. <laughs> and then it kind of hit me. I was like, I kind of want to create content. Like I, I want to do that. And so it kind of snowballed from there. I was able to grow a following because I started posting about going to therapy and, and, you know what that's like for me. And I, I started doing that because I felt super alone with my struggles with anxiety. I was like, okay, I have, I was one of those people that would stuff down how I feel. I'm like, oh, okay. If I just pretend that I'm not an anxious individual, then the anxiety is not there. This is that pretty, you've got a great point here, Lauren, because you are not a person just picturing it. And I think we could both say that you don't look anxious. You don't seem off. Everything looks totally fine on the outside. And you it's a painting a great picture here because so many people judge a book by its cover and think, you know, nothing big's going on. But for you to be able to take anxiety and say, I'm gonna put it out there to the world is pretty bold and confident and boy, courageous to me because it actually resonates with so many people because you don't look like you'd have a problem at all ever. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um you know, I think it was one of those things that, you know, a couple years ago when I would stuff it down, my, my feelings became very physical. It wasn't only like mentally struggle, a struggle for me to have anxiety, but I was getting debilitating symptoms. I was waking up and my heart was racing as if I just ran a marathon. And it's like, I just woke up. Like, so I was in that mindset of like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I feeling this way? And, you know, super shaky. I, I couldn't drive. I would drive and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to lose control of the vehicle. And I didn't want to do that. So I just stopped driving and I felt like something was wrong with me at that point. It was like, okay, like everybody else can drive around me, but really there's so many people that have anxiety and depression, other mental health struggles that, you know, it's not something that's talked about. So I started posting things that, you know, that I could relate to. And then like the response was so overwhelming. It was, Oh, you know, like I, I, you know, this happened to me or I always throw up and I'm like, wait, you throw up too. Like, that's not just me that, you know, throwing up from anxiety is like, that's a thing. Like, you know, and like I've worked through those feelings with my therapist, of course, but being able to build this community of people and realize like, wow, okay, we're all in this together. It's been really helpful to me. And I hope it's been able to be helpful to somebody else out there as well. Was it literally overnight in terms of an explosion of followers did it take time like what happened well it's a funny story because i my therapist wanted me to try equine therapy she was she was saying how horse therapy horses are therapeutic by the she way do you have the same therapist the whole time or are these different the like, same therapist same one she okay. stuck with me. 
<laughs> sorry kelly um but you know i i she wanted me to try equine therapy yeah. she's like oh like you know you might find this helpful whatever and i was like okay personally horses kind of scare me like we should do cow therapy because like cows are like majestic like i just love cows i think they're cute and like it's just different so i made her a powerpoint of like why we should do cow therapy and i just posted on tiktok randomly i was like here's me persuading my therapist that cow therapy should be a thing and all of a sudden, like, it made national news and these comments mm -hmm. rolled in, like, I'm in Australia. I think Kelly needs a cow. And I'm like, wait, where's this coming from? And, like, why are you referring to, like, my therapist by her name? I'm like, oh, my gosh, y'all, like, so it, I was able to connect with people that way. And, and uh, spoiler alert, Kelly made cow therapy happen. We went to a farm and, and we got to pet a baby cow for a therapy session. I did not <laughs> believe that. What a story. So it made national news. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's actually how my parents found out I was in therapy, which is a fun way to tell your parents you're in therapy is just like, you know, have your mental health content, make the national news about persuading your therapist that cow therapy should be a thing. Right. So that was a, that was an unforgettable moment for sure. How did you handle that? All of a sudden you're just a regular person posting something and now you're on national <laughs> stage. Like what? Okay. Anxiety. But what did that do to you? Um, well, I've always liked performing and, you know, okay. I always did like theater in middle school. So like that aspect didn't really bother me too much. Um, I mean, there was that initial fear of, oh God, what are people going to think? Even the people in my community, like, you know, what are like people that I know, like they don't know I'm in therapy. Like I, I again, this is something I've been concealing. Like I, that I feel anxious. So like, what are they going to think? Like, are they going to think about me differently? So there was a lot of feelings that came up with that. Um, yeah. but I think the response was just so overwhelmingly positive and people related to it and wanted Kelly to get a cow. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was able to grow like a nice community from there that like that, that overpowered anything that didn't really, and everything I, else. Really <laughs> I think it's important also for people to understand that being an influencer like you are, obviously with such a following, it, people rely on you and people hear your message and they, it, it really helps them in their day. And I think that is one of the, I talk a lot about social media and the, the destruction of like how bad it can be sometimes, but, mm -hmm. and that's in moderation, it's super healthy, but there are pieces like this that are so healthy for people to have somebody they admire, they look up to, they feel like they, it, it's a little bit strange, isn't it? That so many people know you, yet you don't really know them. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to try to connect with my, my, you know, I don't, I consider a lot of my followers, my friends, you know, they're, they're very kind to me and, you know, they'll, they'll update me, they'll comment on my posts and be like, oh, I, I saw so-and-so this week naming their therapist. I'm like, oh, how was that? Like, you know, um, I, I love being able to connect with people. And I think that's why I enjoy social media so much is being able to have that connection with people. Yeah. And I think that's so important, especially like with meteorology, I always think that like, you know, before I really like joined social media, I think I, people see these people on TV and they're like, oh, they have the perfect life. They have their life <laughs> together, but they're people too. And, you know, I never want to post anything that isn't authentic. You know, yeah. if I like there's days when I don't post for a couple of days and, you know, I'm not going to force myself to post and, you know, get burnt out that way. I mean, that's not worth it. So, you know, there has to be boundaries when it comes to social media, mm -hmm. but it can be a really great place. And, 
you know, that, that can be evident based on like the communities and the awesome people on TikTok and other social media platforms. No kidding. Okay. I have to ask about therapy, but I'm gonna let you go because I, I want to get into the therapy piece because you just struck something earlier that made me think. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. First, before we do that, um, I wanted to ask you, you brought up like you're a meteorologist or at least studying to be one. And then you're also an influencer. How do you like balance those two things? Because I'm sure it can be stressful to do both. It is stressful sometimes, but overall, like, I, I think it comes down to finding the connection between the, both of those things. And that's being human. That's being a person. So, you know, again, coming back to like wanting to be authentic is I'm never going to, you know, I, I don't want to be that person that like comes off fake or, you know, this, this is who I am. So if people don't like that, you know, I have anxiety or I talk about my mental health and that's not that like, they don't need to follow that, you know, they can do their own thing and, you know, choose that and that's fine but for me it's it's just finding a balance of being human basically and you know realizing that you know being an influencer or whatever i don't even like using that word because i'm a person <laughs> like i'm just you know it's not i'm just a human at the end of the day so i'm just like everybody else i was gonna say you know in priority charts you know what are you a person a meteorologist an influencer uh, so you can line those up and and we felt that same way a lot of times, you know, in just nine months where, you know, 200,000 subscribers on YouTube that we just literally accidentally last December, Nick's like, hey, why don't you, you know, you're a therapist, let's <laughs> listen to music and you just react to it. And and overnight, the reason it hit so many people was the mental health piece. And so I have to ask you, because look, I advocate mental health until I am blue in the face <laughs> and I have <laughs> video... It 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 drives me crazy because I have videos that I've posted on YouTube. Nick knows we laugh about it. That have way better content about marriage and depression and raising children. They're cool videos with good information that don't get any views because they're not the music. And so I advocate mental health, meaning it's meant to be uh, mental health. The stigma is it is bad. Okay, mm -hmm. and something's wrong if you go but it's meant to be preventative, not reparative. And so it is not meant to be an ER room when gut is, blood is gushing and things are going you know, really wrong. It's meant to help keep things from happening when it's done well. Therefore, just like you go to a physical therapist or you go to a doctor for a checkup, you wanna make sure that everything's in balance. And good therapy, and I say that strongly, right? Good therapy never hurts. Okay, mm -hmm. it may not change your entire world, but it will never hurt. Good therapy actually can catapult you into a better life than you already have. But a lot of people don't understand, oh, it's not a place to just go dump your problems and whine and pout. It's a place mm -hmm. to actually realize patterns of behavior, to realize how things have affected me that happened in the past, and to realize who I want to be down the road that I'm not now. And that whole roadmap thing uh, that we have. So please tell me how you putting mental health out there in therapy, like I'm in therapy now, <laughs> So how that goes to people. Cause I look at it and I have a lot of clients that are like cheerleaders for me. Like they go around and tell people all the time about it. So you tell me what, what is that? What did that picture look like? And what is it like now to tell people? Um, that's a great question. I feel like Part of it's generational, I feel like. I feel like my generation is just a lot more open to talking about mm -hmm. mental health struggles. Uh, also, like with the pandemic and everything, I feel like everybody 
struggled at some point or is still struggling. Like, I feel like, um, that's something that people can just relate to in general, but I think it's going back to what you're saying. Like, you know, you go to the gym to work out or physical therapy, you know, it's, it's all about kind of normalizing that. And I think that's my goal when I'm posting content, because like, you know, I see so many, I do come to therapy with me videos. So they're just vlogs of me going to therapy, but so many other people do like vlogs of like, get ready to go to the gym or get ready to go to the mall with me or whatever they're doing for the day. But like, you know, I wanted, like, this is a normal thing to do too. And I, I didn't always feel that way. It wasn't like I like, you know, was born and I was like, oh yeah, go therapy. Like it was a scary thing for me. Like I, I was apprehensive. I, you know, I need, I knew I needed, like, I couldn't just like be a hermit and, you know, I, I, I didn't want to feel the way I did, but I didn't know where to turn. So like, you know, when I found therapy and found out how helpful it is and, you know, when you connect with that good therapist, as you're saying, like it's, it makes all the difference. Yeah. And, you know, really like, I don't know where I would be without Kelly. And I can say that wholeheartedly and, you know, finding that a good therapist to work for, through feelings and trauma and everything just really, really helps. So that's why that's we say, you know, when you go into therapy, if it's not good or you're not comfortable or it does it's not giving you what you need, number one, speak up for yourself. But number two, don't stay like it's not something you have to feel obligated to stay in mm-hmm. uh, over and over. And, you know, this is a relationship, you know, therapy to me, this is my mental health scope. I sure hope I passed the Kelly test like she watches this. <laughs> and here's what I say. But therapy to me is like. A, a great model of relationships out in the world. In other words, you can say things that you need to say freely in therapy and know that that person is there for you, not to agree with you all the time, but to mm-hmm. support you and have compassion for you. And that person's also there to be honest with you and not quit on you. And so it's a relationship tester. Like when you go have relationships down the road or you got family or friends or things that, that happen later, it helps you learn boundaries. It helps you learn communication. And to me, Therapy's gotten a bad rap because of the impression. So that's why I wondered, you're coming yeah. next. I'm so sorry, well, but I just have tons. Go my ahead. question was very related, <laughs> okay, actually. Go ahead. You, so <laughs> you kind of already said it, but um, before you went to therapy, was that something, like the word therapy, was that something you were like afraid of or scared of? Yes, I, I definitely, I mean, obviously there's that stigma surrounding it, but beyond that stigma, like it just, it seemed intimidating. I mean, it honestly did. Yeah. It wasn't, it, it just seems like, I don't know. It just it, there's not much um, positivity associated with it. It seems like a bad thing. You don't want, or I personally, I didn't want people to know. Like, I mean, my again, my own parents didn't know, so I was like, I would literally be like, oh, I'm going to a friend's house. I was not going to a friend's house. I'm going to see Kelly, my therapist, and like that shouldn't be a bad thing. But you know, um, that's that's how I, that's what I would have to do in order just to go, and you know, um, so there's definitely that aspect Look, of it. I'm chuckling because my par- my sister's a therapist also, mind oh, you. Wow. So uh, my parents still don't know what I do, I think. Do they? they like do. your grandparents? They do. They, they, you know, they're 82 years old and God love them. They're so sweet. But I think it took 10 years for them to think I even had a job really <laughs> doing what I do because they couldn't wrap their head around it. And the idea mm-hmm. of therapy from where they came from, it is... Um, it is not necessary and you just you just live life and you just go through it. And I think what we've learned, number one, about the brain, we've learned a lot about the brain. We've learned about life experience. We've learned about addiction, anxiety, depression, trauma. We've learned a lot of stuff. Look, I've talked to some of the biggest 
uh, I remember talking to Bruce Perry, who's a huge leader in trauma and brain research yeah. back in the 90s. And he talked to me and Jill and he said, you know, we don't know the long-term impacts of, of trauma on people. Well, you know what? Now, thanks to him and so many other people, we do. We actually can, t we can do MRI. We can do brain scans, imaging that actually can show when a trauma actually happened in your life at seven and a half years old. You can tell when something's happened. So you can actually go isolate things a lot better. And I think older generations don't understand, uh, and you're right, younger generations, I think it's twofold, Lauren. I think younger generations are more open-minded. And I think mm -hmm. younger generations also are, gosh, should I say this? Are less disciplined in life in terms of living consistent, stable, mm -hmm regular lives they kind of i think the advent of technology has turned us on 24 hours a day and it, it's people don't know how to just i talk about eating sleeping exercise staying balanced in life and not being on all the time that i think younger generations struggle to just turn it off mm -hmm. don't don't work right now or or go to sleep or you know eat regularly stay hydrated just so movement exercise absolutely anyway yeah. No, that's, that's so true. It is. I mean, now with, you know, our devices and everything too, it's so easy to be connected. So it's so important to know when there's that time to disconnect as well and, you know, take care of yourself and your needs. Your relationship with Kelly, who's your mm -hmm. therapist, she seems really cool. She seems really down to earth and she seems very, um, what I say it like in, attuned to things enough to know, like when you mentioned the horse and the cow and, and just mm -hmm. the adaptation, I even saw her in one of your TikTok clips uh, one day, just really um, approachable and kind, mm -hmm. you know, also direct and tell you what things are like, but never in a judgmental way like that. And so who is she now to you versus who she was when you first met her? Um, at first, you know, you have to build trust. You have to build trust with your therapist. I think that's so important because until you trust that person, you know, yeah. you're really going to or for me anyway, that's really when I started opening up. And, you know, at first, again, I was apprehensive. So, so now, you know, I see her as a role model. It's, it's I, I appreciate her perspective on things, but also like she knows, she knows when to push me. And, you know, when I'm, when I am shutting down or saying I'm not capable, she knows, like, she reminds me that I am capable. And it's those moments mm -hmm. that, that means so much to me, because I, I feel like powerless in those moments. And it's somebody that, you know, really encourages me and, and, you know, again, I wouldn't be here today without her. Like, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I mean, there was no way. Like, I was, I was in such a state of not leaving the house, and you know, I felt like I was seeing like my. I'm a very futuristic thinker. Like, again, like you know, when I'm five, I'm like, oh yeah, like I want, I love the weather. And then in middle mm -hmm. school, I'm like, this is the job I want. So it felt very scary and debilitating that, like, you know, here I am, like, living my life, but I'm not really living my life. Like, yeah. I'm not able to like function on a day-to-day -day basis I'm you know instead like I'm, I'm throwing up constantly mm -hmm. and that this isn't healthy so you know being able to see how I grown from that and like how our relationship has grown like she's just helped me tremendously and like you know there's good therapists out there and I always like you know I've had followers say before like you know oh um you know I hope I find a Kelly one day and like you will like there is yeah. a Kelly out there for you there are good therapists and good people out there who do yeah. care and genuinely show that and I think that's so important and once you find that you'll know you know you'll you'll see the changes that you begin to make and everything so well yeah. I, I think it's important for them to see that example from you and really lighthearted, 
entertaining videos that are honest that you've done, like everybody needs to see your TikTok page, which, you know, it's weather with Lauren, but it probably should be therapy with Lauren because it's such a cool example. Like, and I'm a mental health professional, so I kind of know my side and I can watch and see, wow, she did have a session. Like I can tell just from the things you're saying and the way you're reacting, Mm -hmm. which I think really gives reality to it. It's not just fun and games, but it is entertaining. Mm -hmm. It helps people stay on the edge of their seat waiting for the next one. And you've done a good job at being able to describe like, this isn't always fun. I'm just not magically getting better. And sometimes it's on me. Like sometimes I'm the one stopping it, but I think life really does create, it's like, here's where we are today. And we're here today because of all the stuff that's happened before, whatever all that is, that creates Mm -hmm. kind of where we're at. And if we want to go here in the future, like I don't want to be here forever, then we have to figure out how do I understand those past patterns and those past things that happen and adjust my view of the world and relationships and people and anxiety and stress and depression so that I don't continue the same cycle like you said. But I loved how you said that about anxiety and on the outside you look like a meteorologist a fun loving person a kind happy just go lucky person but on the inside what was happening to you when you said anxiety does that mean fear does that mean nervousness does that mean um when you said debilitating does that mean it just made me not want to interact with people like what did it what was it like on the inside or what is it like when it happens yeah um it it just feels like you're not in control of your body. Like it, it just, I mean, anything that I would do, I would go to the grocery store and that would be enough that like, and it wasn't like social anxiety where, you know, it wasn't because the people, I just didn't feel like myself. Like I, I, again, I bottled up how I felt. I wasn't being authentic with how I felt. And, you know, that really backfired because here's me thinking like, oh yeah, if I just fake it and, you know, just act like I'm not anxious and everything's great then, you know, then I won't feel anxious, but that, that's not (laughs) how that works. Of course, you know, you need to dive into those feelings of why you're feeling that way. And so for me, you know, I, I, it just felt like an out of body experience again, not being able to drive, like, like it was the weirdest thing. I mean, and and actually like, that's what I, that was the aha moment of, I need to see a therapist because I was, I was driving one day and I just, I felt like I was going to lose control. Like I started having a panic attack and it just, you know, it kind of took over everything. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to pass out. That was my fear. I was like, I was going to pass out. So like I pulled over and went to urgent care and like, they couldn't even put the blood pressure thing on me. Cause I was so like, like I wouldn't, I was just like, so like freaked out, but in like, you know, I don't even know what the trigger was at the time, but you know, I just, it just built up. So, you know, they sent me to the ER um, to check everything out. And then, you know, they're like, oh, you're fine. You're healthy. And I'm like, we have fine. Like, it just felt weird. Cause it was like, okay, but I, you know, th- th- this is just what happened. Like nothing's whatever. So, um, you know, can't that be frustrating or kind of hard sometimes when I've seen lots of people with anxiety and panic attacks that do end up in, mm-hmm. in the ER and urgent care. And then you get the, you're fine. And, you mm-hmm. know, then the inevitable words of, well, you had a panic attack, but it's kind of like, and <laughs> like, yeah. because it's like, it can make you feel crazy. It can make you feel out of control, like you said, it can make you feel like, well, so they're just kind of like, you're okay. <laughs> you girl's like, well, now what? Yeah, and it, it's a it's a relief, you know, when they do like blood work and they're like, okay, you're healthy. But when you don't feel good, then of course it's 
and I think that's what like really inspired me to start creating content is like I just like like I still felt something was wrong with me that was the mindset I had I'm like okay well nobody else I know you know I have friends that are graduating college and you know they they seem fine like everyone else around me is good you know every everyone I have a good life like I would I was trying to make excuses for why I felt this way and it was like obviously that's not helpful to do, but, you know, being able to, and then when I was able to relate with other people and I was like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like they can relate to that too. Then it was like, okay, so none of us are alone in this. Like we all, like we all have struggles. And I think that's so important to embrace those struggles and see, you know, how you can use those struggles to empower yourself and other people. We were just talking about that. We've talked about a lot on the podcast, right? Like mm -hmm. you've just finished college and gotten out and had so many different people uh, or different experiences with people who, you know, you go to college, you, you're doing your thing, but some who didn't finish college and some who had so mm -hmm. much anxiety, they had a hard time coping. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't have any other Are you questions. done? Yeah. I've got so many more. I'm like, oh my gosh, can I keep asking more? Because when you talked about anxiety, I have to mention this because it's why Jill and I mention uh, my wife and I about uh, EMDR so much of the time when it comes to trauma and and understanding triggers and knowing how to kind of uh, desensitize the nervous system to the triggers and it's it's super critical now to understand that you know trauma repeats because of triggers and so it can be a smell it can be a sound of, on the radio it can be a, a feeling just of a past reflection as I'm driving. So there's so mm -hmm. many ways. I like how you mentioned that, you know, not even knowing sometimes what the trigger is, but can be so critical later to just go back and say, what, where is it that that thing sparked off? Because triggers do actually, you know, repeat the cycle. And so that was well said. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to ask about teenagers because I know there's a gazillion teenagers on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I forget with all the TikTok and YouTube people that we talk to that I'm talking to a 14-year-old and I'm sitting here <laughs> arguing with them and what am I doing? And, <laughs> and so I have to, to realize the audience is different. But if you have teenagers, anybody that comes to you like with real life problems, like they could see you as their Kelly. They could see you as, you know, kind of a lifeline. And so, and I know it happens with me and I'm a, I am a mental health professional. I have to really balance that carefully mm -hmm. but what do you do or what do you say to teenagers who have real life struggles that they're going through with anxiety and they're a teenager right they they can't just drive and get a kelly and they can't what yeah. do you do with that yeah no for sure and and again as i mentioned like my own parents didn't know i was in therapy so this was something i had to hide you and, never said you know, how they responded by the way i'm curious what they said i mean mine look um, at me like you do what <laughs> It, it was a mouthful to explain, you know, like not only like, yeah. oh, I'm in therapy, but also like national team. There was a, there was a lot going on. It was a loaded, <laughs> honestly, like, I don't know if I could go back if that's how I would um, tell them, but it, you know, it worked out well. Like, like it just, it was a good way of telling them. Like Kelly was like, the funny thing is Kelly was trying to like, like it was part of our sessions, like to like, okay, like, you know, we would dive into like, why don't I tell them how I would tell them like each week we work on that. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> this just came. Role play. <laughs> yeah. And then like, wait, like it took that for, it, it just, it was, it was kind of funny. Cause like, it's something we were working on and like, that was not part of the plan. Like for really Kelly's the TikTok famous one, honestly, like, like they're, they're there for her. Like Van sent me the shoe company, sent me shoes that say, sorry, Kelly. Cause I always say, sorry, Kelly, my videos. <laughs> So one shoe says sorry, like embroidered in it, and the other one says Kelly, and I'm just like, 
they like showed up at my doorstep and I'm just like, oh my God, like this is, this is gone wrong. And Kelly's such a good sport with it all. Like she's not on TikTok herself. Um, but like, she knows what TikTok is and everything, of course, but, um, well now she does. No. Yeah, now she's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, so there's that aspect of it I mean, as well. Do you ever get, um, when I said people know you better than you do them a lot of times because they see you, like they're seeing your personality, they're seeing your face. <laughs> so many times you just see words from them, like comments, right? And so it's hard <laughs> to really know other people. When you get people who are really um, leaning on you for things, how do you handle it though? How do you comment back? Like you go on a, a live video or you're just posting videos it's hard to balance, isn't it? Do, do, it you is. don't have time to sit there and answer everybody or talk to everybody. Oh, absolutely. And and I understand too, people don't often have the resources to, as we mentioned, like to find their own Kelly, like, you know, that might not be part of their plan. So, you know, when people reach out, like I, I, you know, I, I obviously thank them for reaching out and like, you know, some of the, and you know, it's, it's boundaries. Like, you know, I, I point them in, <laughs> in resources that could help them. You know, there's thankfully a lot of resources out there. And, um, you know, like I'm obviously not a professional, so I, I can't take on what they're saying nor, you know, like it's, just, it's, it can be a lot sometimes, but everybody has their own struggles. So, you know, I, I love to remind people that they're not alone. These storms will pass, give yourself grace. Like, you know, you're not alone in feeling this way. And like, I, I'm honored that, you know, they want to talk about it and that they're, they feel that they can, you know, be comfortable enough to say that they're not doing okay. Yeah. Especially in front of other people. And you're a good model for that just in putting your life out there is putting the videos together still this far down the road because it, you mentioned not being able to just do it all the time, but it takes time and it's a chore and it's, you know, it takes effort to create the content that you create and you have a job and you have life and all that stuff. Is it, how is it still to this day creating editing regular therapy session videos? Because look, Anybody who's listening to this, you need to go see it, you know, whether with Lauren on TikTok, because she literally goes session after session and you get to go to therapy. Now, I, I would love the day there's actually a camera in the session with people. I know that's huge violations of everything, but really a lot of people I think could have huge insight from just seeing the process work and it's not as daunting as it seems but how is it still going recording yourself because sometimes i mean you've got to be exhausted lauren like sometimes i don't want a video today i just want to go and do this you know it's, it's all about balance i mean during the week i know there's you know there's some creators that are like oh you have to make three videos a day whatever <laughs> i'm not one of those people i will if i'm not up for it i'm not doing it like i'm not going to push myself if i have yeah. one video a week that that's fine and obviously if there's a therapy session that like i'm just like i'm not wanting to do this i'm not going to like push myself to record it. Like that's just not who I am, but I enjoy it again. It's like a distractor for me when I'm going to therapy, but even after like, you know, like there's, we talk about that therapy hangover, like, you know, you can be drained from some sessions. You don't want to do anything. And for me, like I enjoy kind of piecing together and editing my videos. And like, I can do that like in my room, in my bed, or like if I, I love being in my car, like I will, you know, I'll drive by the beach, which is so funny. Cause again, talking about progress, like, I was terrified of being in my car because I'm going to lose control. Now I'm just like, that's like my safe space. Like I'll yeah. go live on TikTok, whatever. Uh, so the tables have turned there, but you know, for me being able to record and edit and then post it, it's something that's almost like therapeutic for me in a way I'm able to like, 
relate to people, but it also is a nice distraction for me at the same time. And then I get the comments of people like, you know, oh, I've been looking forward to this. And I'm like, oh, wait, really? Like, wow. Like, mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of encourages me. Obviously, you know, people like, I don't know. It, it really helps when people <laughs> mention that they like it. So I'm a people pleaser. So, you know, I want people to be able to relate to me. And, you know, if that's the way I can relate to people, like, I, I think it's, I don't know, when I felt super anxious and was considering therapy, like, I think I would have liked seeing a blog of something. And plus, too, like, there's different, like, tips, too. And I've learned from other people, like, other creators. And, um, you know, that's helped me. Just, like, different, like, grounding techniques, for example. And I'm like, oh, like, that, that's a good skill. Or my big thing, I love I love PowerPoints. I mentioned the cow therapy PowerPoint. I think like in, if there's, especially like teenagers or really anyone out there, like if you, if you're in therapy, like creating a PowerPoint or even when you're like just starting to go to therapy, it can feel overwhelming. Like, Oh, mm -hmm. what do I want to talk about? Or if there's important things you don't want to forget, you know, there's a lot of great ways, you know, putting in the notes section of your phone. But for me, that's a PowerPoint. Cause I can just, mm -hmm. I, I, make it very creative. I make it like super random. Like sometimes it's like underwater theme and Kelly's like, Oh boy, here we go. Or like, I did a whole one about like narwhal, narwhal theme. So I would like include what I want to talk about, but then I just have like pictures of like narwhals and like fun facts and like, or like therapy memes. Like I like to have a nice meme to just keep it lighthearted. You know, it's a good distractor too <laughs> in session, but I feel like PowerPoints are a good, a good tool. It's a great idea to for you i mean that shows people you can make therapy what you want it to be i, I try to emphasize you're the client like you're the customer you're the one mm -hmm. that's coming in able to say this is what i need this is what works best for me and it's why like jill and i we we have an office we do emdr as well we have a sand tray room where we do sand tray therapy we will literally take clients out in the parking lot and walk by the pond that's by our office and talk out there if it's needed uh, because you have to be flexible and adjustable. And that's why I think Kelly's pretty cool because I think she she understands you and she uses that energy you have to help with the anxiety because look, that's what helps you feel more in control and that's mm -hmm. what helps you feel more organized and contained. And that's what that's all about. So Yeah, for sure. Definitely I, feels very collaborative. And you become, look, you talked about, you know, I'm not Kelly and I'm not a therapist, but I'm going to tell you clients who really do good therapy, they learn so much about therapy. It's not about them going out and doing therapy with other people, but they understand well enough that you start to know how to do this yourself. And that's the point of it. It's not hidden secrets that we keep of you can only get help from me. It's yeah. I want you to be able to go help yourself in the future yeah. So that you don't need to be back. I've got a girl that I saw when she was 15 years old and in a really rough spot in life. She's now 28 years old, I think. And, and there have been gaps of times I haven't seen her, but I've seen her throughout that time. She is now a therapist. I mean, I've Aww. seen her go from a teenager into wanting to quit college, into sticking it out and grinding through, into wanting to to get in the mental <laughs> health field. And now yeah. she is. I mean, it's amazing. That's so awesome. So you never know the impact you make and you're making an impact on a lot of other people just from Thank it. you. Uh, I I've, I've always visualized therapy as like, you know, you're you're in an airplane and like the client is like the pilot and then like the therapist is the co-pilot and they're they're there, you know, you're you're the one flying the plane. Mm -hmm. The the client is, but you know, the the therapist is there to like help guide you mm -hmm. and you know get you your destination and where you're going i don't know if that makes any sense but to me that's how i always like visualize therapy like it's, Lauren, it's a collaborative thing you need your co-pilot but yep total sense you know my analogy in marriage 
Uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> My analogy in marriage is driving a boat. And when you drive a boat, you know, there's a captain that drives the boat. And mm -hmm. when he drives the boat and he's out to sea, there's a compass that he follows that shows northeast, southwest. And when you can't see land, that compass really is a guide. And I believe that in marriage, you know, the husband is the captain driving the boat and the wife mm -hmm. is always the compass, meaning the captain, the, the man can drive that boat wherever he wants to. But I've always leaned towards my wife as the compass, meaning I know you feel like we need to go that way, but I think this is true north. And it's yeah. up to me to say, no, I'm just going to drive straight into the land because I think that's the way it's supposed to go. Or if I listen to her, and that's the same analogy as you said with therapy, for you to be the one driving and the therapist can say, I really feel like this is important. And you might say mm -hmm. no, or you might watch it, uh -huh. but it you need that collaboration. That was really well said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the way you said, okay, future. What are you, where are you going next with this? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I, of course, meteorology is my passion, but including mental health in that is a huge part of who I am, especially now. Um, and I look forward just to growing with it. I growing as an individual growing in my career, growing with mental health, just, you know, I, all the avenues of just growing in general, cause you know, you have to keep growing of course. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where it takes me to be honest. I mean, it's led to really cool opportunities and, and, you know, I just want to be my authentic self. I never want anything else to take over. So do you see yourself? This is me pressing in here, obviously. But do you uh -huh. see yourself a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, dreaming at all of what you want to do or where you want to be? Because sometimes people get scared about I love dreams just because I think it always keeps a vision for ourselves of mm -hmm. where we want to be. And you know what, whether it ends up there, if somebody wants to be a professional athlete or somebody wants to be on TV, that there's yeah. no way to achieve those without an actual dream being put mm -hmm. in there anyway. So do you have dreams, aspirations that are different than where you're exactly sitting today? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm a very, again, I'm a very futuristic thinker. So you want to share know, any um, of those? Yeah, yeah. So like becoming a meteorologist, of course, you know, you always want to move up in the markets. You know, you want to be in a better market than you were before. But ultimately for me, I don't know if I want to be in like number one market or on national TV, which that if that opportunity comes, maybe that would be great. But for me, again, I love connecting with my community. So my goal is to find a TV market, wherever that may be, where, you know, I'm able to connect and relate to the viewers. But like, you know, they're letting me in their homes every day. Like I, I want to be able to have that connection with them as well. So that's very important to me as well. And then of course with mental health and everything, I mean, it's been such a huge part. Like I just look forward to like growing my platforms in whatever way that looks like. I don't know what will be relevant five, 10 years from now. Like any of us can even imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to just sharing my, my content and, um, you know, making sure it's relatable. I don't want to lose that personal touch ever. So um, I have to know, like, are there any changes, adjustments, new things coming to weather with Lauren? Um, Anything you're going to do that's different or are you going to keep it the same? I feel like I'm always kind of adjusting, you know, I always <laughs> like I like throwing like some curveballs in there for now. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm on a, a path that I, you know, I enjoy the content and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You feel like we'll everybody leans on the the therapy like it, that's the, that is what people want mostly or do mm -hmm. they want more? 
Um, that's mostly uh, where, I mean, again, my username is Weather with Lauren. I, when I started lurking on TikTok, that's when I created my username and, you know, I had all the intentions about weather content and I do that <laughs> on my Instagram and stuff. Now, like, I mean, I post weather content, like I sprinkle it in here and there, but like for me, like mental health advocacy is so important that like, I, I like the path that I'm on. Um, and again, I like that other people find it helpful and I find it helpful myself. So, so it's a win-win in my book. So tell me this then what last question, I'll let it go at this point, Nick. <laughs> Last question, but what needs to be done mental health wise that's not being done then? Because you are an advocate for that and you think it's important, you think it's necessary, and you think, um, like I do, I think not enough attention is paid to it earlier in life so that people don't have to get in their 30s and 40s and be all messed up and have a horrible life. But what do you think needs to be paid attention to that's not mental health wise? Hmm. That's that's a great question. I, I mean, I honestly just think continuing to positively you know speak and speak about therapy in a positive light to where it's not this taboo thing because mm -hmm. as much as it, that stigma is getting better in my opinion i still there's it's still there like you know you don't yeah. like go out to a lunch with a friend and be like oh yeah i went to therapy today i mean i, I do actually but um, you know <laughs> the average person i feel like doesn't you know like talk openly about it and the, like as we mentioned earlier like you know physical therapy going to the gym those kind yeah. of things like we talk about that openly, but why can't we talk about going to therapy? We're, it's something that helps you. It's mm -hmm. something that, you know, makes you, can help you become a better person, you know? Um, so I think it's just continuing on that path of being able to advocate for mental health in a way that's not like, like, you know, the more people that go to therapy, I think will hopefully speak positively about it in a way that like, it'll just keep snowballing into a mm -hmm. fact where people. That, that's what I wonder too about, um, Younger people, if they get a stigma of therapy's bad or um, it's not useful, then they're not going to get help. And when younger people mm -hmm. don't get help, you know where they get help? From other younger people. Yeah. And I think you hit on it earlier, what was so valuable, which was, uh, I have a mentor. I have a guide. Mm -hmm. I have a support person. I have a, a wise person. Like you have all these parts in Kelly that actually you can lean on where you don't have to have all the answers, you know, I just mm -hmm. think that's critical. Yeah. And I think that's important. And, you know, and, and Kelly literally told me this last week, but like, you know, we all, we all need support. We all need to, you know, have somebody yeah. that we can lean on mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that that's so we're all human. Like we all yeah. need that connection and that's normal and it's normal to have that as a want. So I think it's so important, you know, even when we we're talking about like teenagers earlier, like what, you know, like, just even if it's somebody like a school teacher, just somebody to lean on, just mm -hmm. to to be able to help you out in those moments when you're struggling. Like that's so important to have that person that you look up to, a role model, someone that, and I felt so blessed when I shouted the meteorologist when I was in middle school, like she really encouraged me, but we need those people that encourage us. And I think that's my ultimate goal is I want to be that person for at least one person in the world. Like if someone else can feel encouraged or like feel like they're not alone in their struggles, then I'll be happy because, you know, I don't want someone to feel like how I did once. Well, I think you already are that to tons of people, tens of thousands. It's just growing by the day. So you're already you. that example and you already are showing just from vulnerability, openness with your life. Like it's really cool that you've done this. I think you found a niche that um, lets you share your life in an entertaining way. That's kind of like a Netflix series, right? When's the next episode <laughs> coming? That's why I was kind of wondering if you were going to, 
just branch out into this like Netflixy kind of place <laughs> where you could have your own show. Like that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to anything. You know, I, I, I mean, you know, anything that could benefit. But for now, I think it's a little fun series that it encourages me and hopefully yeah. encourages others. And and I find the joy in making these videos and edit. they take forever to edit. And I'm, I'm just glad people appreciate them because I'm like, okay, I'm, I hope you watch the full thing because that yeah. took four hours. No, <laughs> it's a but, lot. You know. Yeah. But hey, as a mental health professional, because when I watched it, and this is why I reached out to contact you and I thought, Nick, I'm going to contact this person and I, she probably won't respond. But, you know, I'm going to just try it and see because I think mental health wise, which is our focus through through music and lyrics. But now this mm -hmm. is such a different kind of venue that it's so critical to know different people's perspective on mental health and that you're willing to talk about it. And when we get music artists on who are willing to talk about their own mental health struggles. There's so many big name artists out there who have huge anxiety and they're huge performers. Like they do concerts all the time, but they still yeah. struggle with anxiety and stress, depression. And, and, and mm -hmm. they just, it could be crippling at times. So uh, I think it's really neat that you were able to put that in a, you know, a fun, entertaining kind of pocket that people get not just one, but they get regular doses of you. So that's cool. They're probably like, oh boy, here we go again. This girl's going to therapy. <laughs> I just think it's great that you can walk in there, whether it's pouring outside and your hair's all over the place and you're mm -hmm. disheveled and you're just trying to get to the office and you're just yourself. Like that is the best part, Lauren. So keep that up. I really Thank appreciate you. you doing that work. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Lauren Kreidler. I mean, weather with Lauren, you want to go see it. It's out there. Are you going to spread to other social medias and do more there? Or are you going to stay mostly with TikTok? I mean, I have weather with Lauren on other platforms, but that's majorly, um, mainly weather focused. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do speak sprinkle mental health there, but all my platforms are weather with Lauren. Well, you might go out and see if that name therapy with Lauren is available because I, I just know. think you... <laughs> You are so, it's such a unique thing. And hopefully I, I get to see you more on TikTok. I just keep waiting for the next one to come out. And you know, I'm one of those, like it's been three days. I mean, come on. I know, but I know, I know what I it's like. Kelly, I tell Kelly, I'm like, you can't go on vacation. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to have like a, like, you can't have like a season break here. Like, no. <laughs> that is so true. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. Uh, to be here and talk about mental health and just your life. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What a show. I mean, I could have gone on for hours, Nick. I had well, we did. We went on for one. <laughs> I had such a good time. And I know sometimes I feel bad. I'm taking up people's time, but I wanted to ask more and more questions about therapy and mental health. And she was so willing and honest to talk about it, but she seemed like a great personality. Like number one would be a great meteorologist, yeah. but number two is also has a great personality for social media. Yeah. I didn't tell this to her, but she has a great voice for that. I can totally yes. tell her being like, I could, I could listen to her and like hear her being a meteorologist. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was her cool. channel, you got to go there, weather with Lauren. It's on all social media platforms. The biggest one she has is on TikTok in terms of the, the videos of come to therapy with me, which are phenomenal, by the way. And she is just as great in person, at least talking to her outside of the show as she is on the show. Just such a sweet, nice person. Yeah. And so willing, like 
I don't know how many people just want to go on and just talk about their therapy appointments. Yeah, that was the big thing I took away, I think, is how like normal she wanted to she wants to make therapy. And like she talked about like wanting to make it more known and make it more normal. Like she mentioned, like people always post about and talk about going to the gym and like how you're doing weightlifting or doing whatever. And like people don't want to talk about therapy. Mm -hmm. Like people don't want to say, hey, can I tell you about my therapy session? Like nobody wants to do that. And I think it's so cool that she's wanting to normalize it. That is so true. Like, that's what I want for people that when you come to my office, I think most people would say, wow, this is a lot more normal than I thought, or this is more laid back than I thought, or this is more helpful than I thought. So never judge a book just because of one experience you've had that you actually have to, you know, go out and seek out and look for good mental health treatment. So great example there. So grateful that she was a part of this and we're going to send her one of these uh, my therapist is an influencer see if she wears it into session one day that'd be so cool oh, maybe it'll make one of her videos that'd be so cool i love that yeah anyway, anyway thanks so much lauren that was a blast yeah all right well there is an extra little clip of this episode about 10 Bonus. to 15 minutes long if you want to watch it um it will be out on our patreon page so make sure you go over there and check that out or if you're a youtube member you'll also get it so anyway Bonus. go check it out go join patreon or YouTube, YouTube members. And uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this, for this podcast episode. Thank you so much. Go check out Weather with Lauren. And I, I, we will we'll see, see you, you on, on the next Reaction Therapy, therapy Podcast. podcast.